Yes, I am a pirate. Two hundred years too late. The cannons don't thunder. There's nothing to plunder. I'm an over forty victim of fate. Arriving too late. Arriving too late. What's up, Bo Pirate Nation? What up? Pod number 116, week 16 NFL, final four of the BPFL. What's good, Joey? Oh, we are going to have some guests on tonight to discuss the two big matchups. But before we get to those matchups, let's not forget the biggest matchup of them all, the Pod Boys Showdown in the Consolation Bracket. Yeah, uh, you know, I was thinking about the other day uh, once when Chafe asked what what our biggest moves were for for the waiver wire, and mine's got to be Ty Chandler, man. The guy's turned into be a, a you know pretty good starter. So there you go, Chafe. I think I maybe paid a dollar for him too. Yeah, thanks for the listen too, Chafe. Appreciate it. Kind of surprised was kind of surprised that you were a listener, Chafe, but love it. You know, we need that. We need uh, someone saying negative things to us. Keep us humble, you know? This pod is yeah. only as good as the listeners are, so keep us humble. No doubt. Yeah, it's good to hear hear some negative com- uh, feedback since we feel so, so much positive feedback already, so. All right, let's get into these games. Hey, yo, this is no lie, yeah, yeah. Me and my niggas getting high, yeah, yeah. Yo, if you look up in the sky, yeah, yeah. You might see us fucking by, yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, this is no lie, yeah, yeah. Me and my niggas getting high, yeah, yeah. Survivor, pick em and DFS update. You might see us fucking by, yeah, yeah. Uh, pick em. Uh, Sean Ditka now with a two game lead on Greg. Uh, Kofi with 11 right in week 15, so. We've had 11 a couple weeks in a row. Uh, we already, Survivor's over, so, uh, but Survivor's not over. One reason why Jay won't be here tonight is he's watching Survivor. I watched the first hour. Uh, yeah, so we'll, maybe I'll, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit later. How long is it? Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's either an hour and a half or something. I don't know. I think that's what it is. I usually watch the next day, you know, so, you know, no commercials or whatever. Uh, so it doesn't take as long, but I don't really know what the actual live time of it is. Is it still a million dollars to the winner? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even seem like that much anymore. Back <laughs> in the day when it first started, like that was what, the the early 2000s, I think it started, maybe late 90s. I don't yeah, know. This it's is probably season, a lot more. This is season 45. So I think they probably they probably do at least two a year. So yeah, probably talking yeah, early sure. 2000s. Jeff Probst makes $8 million a year, so that the host makes eight times what the actual winner was. So and he gets just to hang out in Fiji for, yeah, and he hangs out in Fiji for months at a time. So, boss of the week right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, DFS. Sure. Uh, so, 91 last week, which was nice for him. Uh, Andrew Renz in second and Mo in third. Here's uh, 90's lineup. He went Stafford, CMC, who absolutely killed. Zamir White uh, got it going for him on Thursday night. Puka and Cooper Cup stack. Rasheed Rice, likely Antonio Gibson, and another Thursday night Vegas Deef uh, just killed. 
Oh. Nice, Nighty. I'm glad he found uh, another purpose in life after the big failure in the, the the league this year. Yeah, for sure. Hold on, it's it's worth it's worth living a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it for now? That's it. Yeah, I guess right. we can uh, bring on our illustrious guests. Sounds good. Yeah, but hey, it's a commercial. I just want to hop on and say, fuck the sidecar. (laughs) I'll talk to you guys next week. All right, we'll see you then. Put a shirt on. You got a draw coming up or something? (laughs) Uh, That was great. All right, we've got uh, three of the final four here, so say what's up, boys. One at a time. What up? Glad to be back. Buttermilk and Cooper here. Biggs. Well, since it's uh, Byron's first time on the pod this season, we'll play his intro. Anti-guru. I think Byron definitely has my least favorite team. Right. Good luck to everyone except for Byron. But Pirate Nation, keep it positive, you know, automatically the Buck Pirate. If you want players, you should come to my team because if I give them up, they're bound to blow up and win you a championship. I got lucky there, so never wanted to be a Buck Pirate. <laughs> I am the anti-guru. That's yeah, a good one. We're, we're playing uh, sound clips on the pod now so everyone can hear them. So we've we've made another step in podcast history. I like tonight. it. Always rising. Did you go to the Apple Store, Joey? Yeah. Send, send a couple emails. We'll... S- I guess let's start off. We can review the uh, the wins last week and how how it happened, how we ended up here. So Byron obviously put up one fifteen in the bye week, which is always a bad sign going forward when you have a big week uh, on the bye week. Uh, Chad comes away with a huge victory. I predicted it. I was I think I said that Wendell would score somewhere in the eighties. Uh, and Chad puts up a big 126. So, big yeah, Wendell win. Was, Wendell was limping hard there. He uh, he was losing guys. They were he had Josh Jacobs late scratch, Nico Collins somewhat late scratch. Keaton Mitchell went down in the in the middle of the game. Jamar Chase went down in the middle of the game. Yeah, Diggs had another. Lowly performance. It was it was a tough week for the beans. 
And Come Fiesta, a.k.a. the sidecar, squeaks by Jason on Monday Night Football to cement his way into his fourth Final Four. 11-0 now in the playoffs, I believe, in your, in your career. Undefeated. Never lost. Wow. That man. is crazy. Michael Jordan status right there right now. Um, I will say on that matchup, uh, Jason was right. I was glued to my fucking TV all week and just butt cheeks clenched. (laughs) (laughs) And then the final matchup, Jay uh, missing tonight, puts up the high score of the week with a monster performance out of Christian McCaffrey. And not just McCaffrey. He also had um, James Cook go off. James Cook went for 35. Yep, and what a trade that turned out to be. I thought I was getting the best of it when I got Ken Walker uh, for James Cook. And James Cook, what a second half he's had. It's he, he started off a little slow, but the last six weeks, I think he's scored like over 15 points every single week. Yeah, they switched coordinators, what um... – around their bye week when they had tw- week 12 or week 13 bye. And it may have been before that, but yeah, he's been, they've been focusing on the run and he's catching a lot of balls and he looks yeah. good. I, I think they hit, I thought I heard a stat where they handed it off like 47 or 48 times. Uh, so pound the rock. Can Latavius get a little bit of that? <laughs> <laughs> so all four teams that made the finals scored at least a hundred points uh, in week one. So we'll see. I don't. I don't think you're going to win this week if you don't score at least a hundred, because obviously these four teams are strong. Another thing is, three of the four in the final four are former champions. Two are multi champions. Jay being the only one that hasn't won a championship, but he's gotten runner up at least once. I know. I forget what you said last week, Chad. Yeah, if he's I think a, he was a multi. I think he was twice. I think he's a two timer. I think you're right. Oh, and another fact for this week. I'm, I got some facts for you this this week. In this league, there are five people of the seventeen that have never been married. Three are in the finals this week, if you include Cree. <laughs> so the, the bachelors are. Are, are good at fantasy football this year. That's what we do. Yeah, same question. How, what do you what do you uh, pin your success to this season? Did you have a strategy coming in the draft? Uh, yeah, let let Cree draft everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I actually Cree did draft our basically our entire roster. We were pretty aligned on like Addison and uh, Swift. We both really wanted uh, pretty badly. I did, uh, which I got to toot my own horn here too. Too, uh, I did want Purdy pretty bad coming off that injury. I knew we were going to get him at a decent price, and just so many weapons on that offense. Like I, I, it's really hard to measure if he's even a good quarterback because he's just. I mean, Debo McCaffrey. Brandon Ayuk, there's just uh, Kittle, obviously. There's so many weapons that, I mean, he's good for 25 points a game. So pretty geeked that that's uh, played out into our favor. And then, obviously, we 
put all of our chips in and uh, hit the floor for our budget. So it's either, uh, you know, win a ship or don't and still be completely fucked for the next couple of years. So, <laughs> but yeah, shot, man, right? I, I like our roster. I like our roster. It's played out well. I mean, honestly, if Jimmy doesn't sell as early as he does, which was a little strange, I things are probably shaking out uh, a little bit differently, but uh, you know, that's rats football. So what's wild about what you did is your keeper, JK Dobbins. Did he get hurt in week one? Was yeah, that week it, one? Played like one and a half quarters. Uh, Deshaun Watson was terrible this year. And your biggest money that you spent was on Nick Chubb for $84. All three are gone, uh, basically. Uh, or two are gone. One was terrible. So that's just the, other keep a lot the fact that you were able to scratch and scratch your weight with trades and, and get to the Final Four is crazy. Also, a uh, one-week rental of Kirk Cousins via trade with you. <laughs> Uh, won me that matchup, put up a hell of a game in Green Bay, and then blew his Achilles out. So we had some pretty tough injuries to overcome. Yeah, we evened out with the Gus Edwards trade. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Gus Bus and Keaton Mitchell going down this week. It's going to be big for our matchup because he was taking a lot of carries from uh, Gus Bus. My roster supported a couple of these guys. I gave Jay Hawkinson and James Cook. So, and I gave you Gus Edwards and. Uh, one week of Kirk Cousins. So I have supplied uh, a couple of these Final Four teams. We appreciate that. So I looked that. it up. Once Once that Gus Bus trade took place, he had nine touchdowns over the next six games. Wow. It's Gus Bus. Touchdown. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think he had one during the whatever six weeks that I had him. All he was doing was like, 10 carries for 26 yards or something like that. Well, he still does that. He just gets in the end zone now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Music and I were bidding against each other for him, and I think Music yeah. just said, I'm not willing to pay the six and six you're asking or whatever the fuck it was. You also picked up Moster at the trade deadline. So you've had him for the last four weeks, and he's had seven touchdowns over yeah, those four weeks. He's been huge, yep. Uh, and what's funny is we also outbid Jason for him. And obviously if roles are rever uh, reversed there, then, uh, you know, Jason probably ends up beating us and advancing. So definitely worth going to the floor then. Yeah. You're, you're 11 and 0. So <laughs> keep rolling, baby. <laughs> Had a good week. I'm feeling good. Byron, you ready? Yeah, we're good. All right. Let's let's I guess we'll review your season now. Maybe basically go over some of your major moves, your draft strategy. I don't know if it's so much of a draft strategy or like the only option I had, which was just to like try to find lottery tickets. I mean, the mindset I had going into the draft was just that uh like I have no money, so I'll hang on to Jefferson, sell him for a bunch after the draft, after my season goes belly up, and uh, hopefully already hold, like, cheap keepers for the next year so that way I can just go after as much money as possible and not worry about getting, you know, young players. I'd already have them. And uh, just obviously, like, really hit on a couple of – well, more than a couple of them, really. And then, like, Ford shouldn't really have been anything, but 
Chubb goes down early. Uh, Kyron Williams, the only reason I wanted Kyron I don't even know if I would say I wanted him if I'm being honest, but I got acres from you, Joe, I'm like to keep and kept him. And I'm like, well, I better have his backup just in case he sucks because the Rams have been weird with him and and Williams has obviously blown up. Uh, I do love that uh, Puka Nakua took off after Blaine was saying, like, yeah, he was really excited to get him. Here we are. That's why that's worked <laughs> out perfectly. And then and then thanks to Blaine again, uh, when he was selling off Barkley, I was really trying to get Barkley and was bidding against Greg. And uh, he was like, well, you know, Greg's at this with Christian Watson. I was like, well, I can do – I don't have that much money, but Tank Dell, Tank Dell's better than Christian Watson. He's like, ah, they're like the same. And then he – so then Saquon goes to Greg, and then that's when Tank Dell blew up there for like three weeks. So that was a, like lucky that it didn't work out. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be able to have gotten the buy. And you uh, traded for Tank Dell. Before the season, right with Big well, Dog, yeah, right at, right after the draft, I thought I thought that I wanted more wide receivers than running backs than what I had on my roster, and again, I was just going after lottery tickets. So I had Deuce Vaughn that I bought cheap at the draft, and I thought he was the extra running back, and so I was just like looking for a wide receiver that I a young one that I had been looking at on the draft, and I was like, oh, Big Dog got Tank Dell. I I was like, I'll just see if he wants him, and. Uh, Deuce Fawn for Tank Dell straight up, and it took it. So that worked out. Lately, Byron has quietly turned into the wide receiver whisperer, getting uh, Justin Jefferson for the cheap, now Tank Dell. I, I did well. well. I, I messed up on St. Brown, though, as you like to point out, because I had him for a dollar as well as a rook, and then didn't keep him. Thought I'd keep stupid Kyle Pitts instead last year, and but still ended up getting St. Brown back but it's just a lot more expensive than it would have been. Thanks, Thanks for, for that. Rice also. Thanks for yeah, that, Rice also. That's, that, that's, <laughs> that's one that doesn't look so good, but I'm hoping maybe that uh, Singletary can be my uh, Belil Powell. There you go. Put on a big dog down here, and, and then, then it'll be worth it. Yep. I do. I, I, also caught, I know I've been catching a lot of grief the whole year about the two tight ends that I've traded for, but they – legitimately both won me one game apiece at this point. Ferguson uh, was the difference in the matchup with Chad. If I had been starting pits, I would have lost. And uh, Thomas was the, the difference in beating Rick way back earlier in the year. And that, that would have, again, I wouldn't have the, gotten the bye. And there's no telling what happens if you don't get the bye. So that got me here. Nice. Byron, talk a little bit about your uh... – blockbuster trade there when you when you just started shooting fireworks on like a 7 well, the, on a Saturday morning at the deadline <laughs> yeah the <laughs> the one that I guess like I said if you regret right now is the last one the rice for Singletary and paying money in it but we'll see how it really all plays out in the end I guess but I thought rice was slow and uh he was kind of slowing down he had a couple quiet weeks and Singletary had been had been blowing up so I was like yeah I'll go for that. And plus, I thought a running back would be more likely to be hurt than a wide receiver. So I would need more depth there. And then, of course, Tank Dell gets out for the year right after that week. But yeah. Uh, but the big, I think the biggest trade or the one that was really hard to make was letting Jefferson go and sending him to Jeremy. And 
we're trying to figure that all out, how it's supposed to work. I think, you know, just like anybody who's selling, he's going to overvalue his players over the other person. And they've got the, the leverage in the case because like he was going to, he was going to keep Josh Allen. If, if I didn't come up with a deal that was going to be enough to pry him away. Yeah. And you've, you've just had this vibe the whole time that Jefferson, I'll, I mean, obviously is one of the best receivers, but that the, he wasn't going to come back full bore for the Vikings, like until he's got a, a deal in place. And it's like, I don't think he's going to help me this year, which means I don't have a team that's good enough to win. And you don't know who his quarterback is going to be next year. Well, yeah. I mean, he's still going to be a great keeper for sure, but it, next year doesn't help me. And I don't know if I'm going to have a chance to win next year. I really shouldn't have had a chance this year with my budget. My budget's not going to be that much better now next year, but uh, just felt like I had to go. You have to go for it when you're in it, and instead of playing the well, well, maybe I'll be in it again next year. You just you got to take your chances when you get them. So I swung for it, Chad. Hey, I like it. I like it. I I did call it a gigantic overpay considering you know Justin Jefferson's keep value, and I know Josh Allen can be kept for cheap, but a quarterback's value. Um, yeah, you're, to, to Jefferson's quite a bit different. You're you're definitely right about next year. It was just about it was totally a this year trade. It was totally like I don't think Jefferson's going to do much down the stretch here. And Goff has been an unbelievable steal as well for what he was. Um, but I didn't think he was going to be good enough to win it all this year. I thought. Thought quarterback was the only position I could get an advantage on the other playoff teams if I got Allen, so went for it. Just for fun, I looked up to see what your projections would have been had you not made those two trades. Yep. What do you think the difference is? What your projected this week is versus if you still had Golf, Jefferson, Pitts, and Rice in your starting lineup instead of I'm going to Josh Allen, Jameson Williams, Ferguson, and Singletary. It's probably it's. I would say potentially that the way it's played out, there my my projection might have gone down a point or two. Like yeah, current. you're on it. I mean, you would have that swap would have had you three points higher had you not made the trade. But this, obviously, this, a lot a lot of information things have changed. There's that, but the one thing but, I haven't truly done analytics on this or not, but. It really seems to me like on those projections, they always undersell the quarterback's projections more than any other position. Like they're, all the quarterbacks are just thrown right in the same range. And I mean, I think Josh Allen is averaging like 24, 25 a week in our league, and I rarely see his projection over like 22, so you could be right there. So, that, I mean, that's just – so it's like I don't know. Projections are all bullshit anyways. Until Let's go see what happens. Jake loves the projections. <laughs> I'm not I mean, I think, I think we would all rather be uh, projected to win, but at the same time, it, it doesn't mean For anything sure. until you play. Makes you feel Does anyone remember what, what the name Cal typed in for Puka Nakua? I'm trying to go all the way back, but you know how that is on group me. Puka <laughs> I want yeah. to get you a Byron. If you win, I'm going to get you a China boy with that name on it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I can deal with that. <laughs> All right. So before we get into this week's matchups, 
I asked you boys to join us for our Vegas segment. Oh yeah, we're going to I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Gambling? Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Money! I want winners. I want people that want to win. All right, 50 bucks, I can hit it over the highway. Any takers? You can put it on the board, yes! Because I want to make bank, bro. I want to get ass. I want to drive a Range Rover. All right, we were three and one last week, Jake and I. So we're twenty three and seventeen overall. So just under that fifty nine percent mark that we want to be at. Um, I'll, I'll lead us off this week. I am going back to the well and taking my boys Texans plus two and a half versus the Browns. So the Texans aren't going to have C.J. Stroud, but I don't think. It's going to matter in this point spread. The thing I'm looking at is the Browns' defense. They're, they're, uh, the difference between their home and away defense. So the Browns at home only give up 13 points a game, which is the best in the NFL. The Browns' defense on the road is 30 points per game, which is the worst in the NFL. So I am taking the Texans plus two and a half. And the Browns should have lost the Bears if the Bears weren't fucking stupid. I mean, I'm not going to go into the Bears corner running fucking screen passes on third and one. Uh, so we'll stay away from that. Aside from the play calling in that game, I mean, how many – and even aside from the Hail Mary drop, there was two, three other just massive drops that fields through a dime for a huge gain. Oh yeah, it right in the bucket, and they dropped. That was a Packers inside job. the The former Packers tight end dropped it on purpose. I think former Sycamore too, whatever his name is. I can't think of his name. Tony Ann. Tony yeah, Tony Ann. Tony Robert Tony. <laughs> yeah. Tony Ann. All right, so Texans plus two and a half. Jake, you want to go? Yeah, I went off the board both time, both from both my picks. So I'm going to give them both to you right now. Uh, for my. Technically, my spread pick, I went Survivor since Jay's watching Survivor tonight. I'm going with the favorite, I think. The favorite's D. Actually, no. I'm going with the second. <laughs> number two favorite. I'm going Austin at 6-1. to one. That's who I'm picking to win. Uh, Jay, it's, we still got another hour, I guess, basically. So, I'm still, I still made it before, before the, it was announced. And then for my second pick, sorry for the NBA talk, but I went Joel Embiid over 34.5 tonight. Uh, he's averaging 40 points per game in December. He's going to play his normal amount of minutes tonight against the uh, T-Pup. So I'm, I'm going over 34 and a half. Wow, what a change. He went off okay. the board here. You weren't you weren't speaking the same language as me right there. I didn't even know what you were talking about for a second there. <laughs> uh, Chad, what's your spread pick? I'm going with Chargers plus 12 hosting Buffalo. This is just straight classic fade of Joe Public here. You had the Chargers Thursday night national TV completely embarrassed. Uh, fire their coach. You have Buffalo coming in hot. Rebay wins off of a national TV game Sunday night thrashing Dallas. So um, you also have the, the Chargers getting that that uh, that boost with the interim head coach, you almost always see that team play a little more inspired 
the following week after the after coach gets fired. Um, you know, Chargers extra rest at home. Buffalo has to fly across country on a short week. It all lines up to uh, to take those that juicy twelve points. Oh, by the way, Joel uh, Embiid fifty one points tonight. Oh, hammered, cool. yeah, hammered that. Got the over right there. We yeah. already got a one zero already this week. Good start. Good start. Did you cash that ticket yet? What's that? Did you cash? Did you actually make that bet? I mean, here's the thing, Wiggs. I bet two dollars when I bet, maybe five <laughs> if I'm feeling real good. Sometimes I'm feeling a little frisky, and I'll throw a C note on something here or there. I mean, I saw a couple of your 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 tickets, dude. Those are hundos, two hundred. Yeah, I get a little ballsy sometimes. <laughs> Hoosiers, two hundred on the Hoosiers last night. That would have been tough, man. I would have been, I would have been shit in my pants. What? I mean, dude, Wendell gets in my head. He's like, dude, it's a fucking lock. And then that <laughs> that early cash out on that two hundred dollar bet, I I got him. They were down eleven, plus one fifty on the odds. And that early cash out went all the way down to like thirteen bucks. And I was like, do I just take this? Are they going to get beat by fucking Morehead State? Yeah. And the moment it hit, like, I think I ended up cashing out with a hundred thirteen profit on it, but ended up being a bad play. Uh, but I'll uh, give you my spread real quick here, uh, Joey. Uh, I like the Chiefs minus ten. Uh, the host and the Raiders. Uh, Raiders coming off that big win uh, on the road. Just, uh, I love it. I, I think the Chiefs are getting back right. Uh, Funny little quib here about the Chiefs. We pick up Sky Moore, who puts up a goose egg, and then goes on IR right after the game. So, <laughs> might as well just kept that roster spot empty for our fantasy matchup. But yeah, Chiefs minus ten, lock it in, put a hundred on it. I want to know if there's ever been a team that scored sixty points the previous week, and then the following week they're ten point underdogs in a in a game. Yeah. That's wow. crazy. Byron, you got a spread pick? Uh, yeah, I don't do a ton of NFL gambling, so I guess if I'm going to have to make a bet, I'll I'll take take my boys. Lions minus three at Minnesota. Goff still gets to play in the dome, so Lions will take care of business. Now, Vice like D's been playing tough though. They they've thrown a lot of crazy looks, and especially the first like Detroit hasn't played them yet. So yeah, I kind of like. I kinda like like bites on that one, but I'm not going to com- or uh, claim to be a NFL expert, so I just would go- I would just ride with my team. Right. Oh, going back right. to Hoosiers wigs. Don't don't bet Hoosiers on anybody on any team that can shoot the three because for whatever reason, it's like ever since Woodson got there, they don't they don't like to close out on threes, or or they if they do they do it stupidly and. I don't know. They can't guard the three. So any opponent shooting threes, just stay off the Hoosiers or bet the opponent. Yeah, I almost hedged and bet more head state. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. All right. My over-under. Giants at the Eagles. Under 42 and a half. I don't really have a feel. just feels like I always bet an under. So I'm going Eagles-Giants. That's it. That's the explanation. <laughs> Is it me then? Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. I got Lions Vikes under 47. Feels just a tad high. I know 
there's the uh, the dome narrative with with golf, but like I already said, I think Vikes D's playing pretty pretty well and can throw a lot of different looks. I think they'll mix it up enough to keep keep Detroit off balance. And and when you can kind of set the tone that way, you can you can um, derail their offense. They kind of once they get in a rhythm, they're they're tough to stop. But um, yep, I think Vikes D is going to be the difference in keeping this under. Wiggs, where where are you putting your two hundred dollars this week on your over under? Uh, I actually I like uh, Vikes Lions over. It just feels like a game where there's going to be a decent amount of offense. No uh, juice bet here. We're not going ten and zero this week. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I just it's just one of those things where uh, I just I don't know. Lions can put up points. I know Vikings defense has been playing tough, but and who's their quarterback? Is he Asian? <laughs> What's his name? Oh, uh, Mullins, Nick Mullins. Yeah, Nick Mullins. Mullins. Yeah. As far as, though, as far as I know, there's zero Asians in the NFL. Unless, I don't know <laughs> if he's Asian or if he's just. Oh, whoa, whoa. Jay would be mad at, mad oh, at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you're in trouble, dude. Young Ho, oh. Young Ho. I don't know. It just feels, feels like a lot of points in that matchup. Uh, it, uh, Lions uh, defense has been uh, a little vulnerable at times on the road this year, so just feels like uh, feels like a mortal lock to me. I'm going to go ahead and put a C note on it. <laughs> Byron, you gonna you close us out on the on your over under? Uh, I took a really weird one. I thought that uh, New England and Denver under 34 and a half. I know it's like extremely low, but. Like that would st- like twenty four to ten would still cover, and that sounds like ten sounds extremely high for for New England, and twenty four sounds high for Denver to me against New England. So yeah, I'll take the under there. All right, Wickens, give us your six leg parlay that you picked. I, I saw you sent one. Yeah, so uh, my this is for I- Jason, by the way. This is dedicated to Jason. Yeah. I, and first and foremost, sorry to Jason for not posting my losers because I know everybody gives a fuck about that. So <laughs> I just think it's a little more fun to post the winners. Uh, but uh, my mantra with parlays this season has been, I mean, the most I've bet on a parlay this year was like, I had like 68 sitting in my account one time. So I did a $68 parlay. The one I hit for three grand was a $50 free bet. And then everything else is between like, 10 and $25 on a parlay. Um, my mantra has been, let's throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks. So uh, that's what I did this week. Uh, I love sprinkling in a nice little touchdown score parlay. So, and I'm feeling really, really confident about this one. Damn, so you're feeling good. I just saw the list of what Oh, yeah. Is. I'm feeling really, I mean, I'd, I'd go ahead and put your mortgage on this, fire you guys. I got uh, anytime touchdown score, six legs. I got Chris Alave, Joe Mixon, Dalton Kincaid. That's the wild card in the group. Addison, Locke, obviously. Swift, Locke, and then Gus Bus. Shit, I should have put him down for two or three in that parlay. So uh, anytime touchdown score, 25 to win 10K. And uh, also, obviously, take me to the championship. So... Uh, go I ahead and lock it up. Be it won't be enough, you said? It won't be enough. 
All right. Chad's <laughs> calling it right now. You'll be I, fine losing the league for $10,000, I think. Yeah. I'll go to the Apple store and get you guys a new mic. <laughs> Appreciate that. Just noticed Olave's on your bench right now, Wiggs. Is that gonna is he gonna make it into your starting lineup? It, we were we we were we had a meeting of the GMs this evening and we're we're talking it <laughs> over. So all right, all right. Just schedule that one for the kitchen or something. No, no, we scheduled that one. Uh, Master bedroom, living room over a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there you go. There's our over unders in your uh, lock of the century. Well, we pretty much covered a lot of things, but now we get into the two big matchups of the week. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paperboy, evening TV. Jay's jizz picks. Let's start off with uh, Byron versus Jay. Byron, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, when Jay found out he was playing me or had finally be- actually beaten Greg, he's I'm just he told me I'm going to just go with the mantra that it's tough to beat the same team three times, which is true, and also true even if I get past Jay. I think I think no offense, sidecar that. Chad would be there, so it's like I, I don't know. It's the D-Gen gauntlet. I feel like had to run through it several times, so I'm not feeling overconfident about it. But I think, hey, teams out there, I've got a chance. That's all I can ask for, I guess. Iron lives in a freaking loudest house I've ever heard in my life. I don't know how you can sleep. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, one sets up to be sets up to be super tight matchup here. I mean, get the Jay's team all of a sudden became scary with James Cook kind of becoming, you know, sure with with the amount of touches he's getting, the way they're using him. I mean, he's a he's a lock for top five back, and then you got CMC who has as high a ceiling as any anybody we've seen, you know, since we've been playing fantasy. Um, you know, Hawkinson's been tough for him. I mean, he pretty much does rely on his topping guys, but those topping guys are playing hot and, and, and make him real scary. Um, and kind of on, on the detriment to Byron's side with, with Buffalo really leaning on the run game, it kind of maybe caps Josh Allen's upside a tad. I mean, he yeah. still is running, but, um, you know, Diggs has been not himself. You know, Gabe Davis has been putting up goose eggs. So, I mean, he's – I feel like that, that ceiling has been lowered a little bit by their by their new philosophy towards the run, but um, he is making up for it with some of those guys like Singletary getting more volume, Kyron Williams continuing to get all the volume. Um, Amon Raz, you know, great. But, uh, yeah, this is setting up to be a super tight matchup. But I do like Jay and to squeak out if, if you're asking me. Yeah, Yahoo has this projected out. Jay projected to get 104 and Byron 102. So it's supposed to be a close one. Here's, here's some fact about the matchup. 
Tomorrow, aka today, the day the listeners are listening is Thursday. It is the winter solstice. So it is the least amount of daylight all season, which I think favors Byron because Byron's pale skin does not like the sun and Jay's sun-kissed skin does love the sun. (laughs) So I think Byron has a great Thursday showing with Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams. Big show out. But the winter solstice ends, which marks the rebirth of the sun. And Jay comes back after being down big on Thursday and wins this matchup. Just like he won when Greg had the uh, big matchup with his defense on Thursday night. So I, I am picking Jay to win by a very close margin. Monday night, Christian McCaffrey. I like that. I like that uh, story time there. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been using logic, you know, for a long time on this pod. If you guys haven't been big time listeners, sometimes we just go with symbolism. Three Monday night games. That'll be sick. It's gonna be major clinch day. I actually have. I actually have another fact about these two matchups. So I looked up all your birthdays to see what your horoscope signs were because I wanted to come up with some kind of symbolism for that. It turns out it's both both matchups are Cancer versus Geminis because Chad and Byron are Geminis and Wiccans and Jay are both Cancers, which is <laughs> strange. So, so no uh, no real feel on the uh, horoscope. So Miss Cleo will just go to bed for the rest of the night. What's the uh, what's the Cancer Gemini cutoff line there? Uh, for the date of the month in June. I don't know. I, don't know. I was because Wigs <laughs> playing Wigs playing Jason last week was either might have also been Cancer versus Gemini then. So Wigs is on a Gemini kill streak. Are we about to break out some fucking healing crystals and <laughs> sell some Monet hair products? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what do you know? Sidecar's a cancer. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I actually did think of that joke in my head, Chad. What's Cree's birthday? Cree is a Taurus. What's that, a bull? Because he's fucking <laughs> Didn't Nine Man shit himself in a poor Taurus once? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wigs Nation, you making your pick on this uh, Byron J matchup? Byron, lock it. Put a C note on it. It's money. Jay's a stiff, a loser. He's a poser. <laughs> He's a fraud. Byron by 50, dude. No doubt about it. Jay's toast. There you go. And hey, I got a question for Byron, too, with this matchup before we get to Jake's pick. Washington defense, Byron? I haven't decided officially yet, but it's the it's the lowest scoring defense so far this season, just so you know. I they're also playing the Jets and I haven't decided yet for sure. I'll, I might put Seattle back in there. I just wanted Washington as my other option instead of the Bears. I just wanted the Bears in case I had to play last week. Gotcha. Just scary it's a risky move he may not do it yep good he's already switched i can see 
<laughs> Jake, who are you picking? Uh, sorry, Byron, but I'm honorary 08. I'm going Jay. So we got a split on this. So what is it? Three to two, I think. If Byron's picking himself, I'm assuming. So yeah, three to two. So split. So it will be a close one. Good luck to both teams. All right. Let's move on to the last matchup, which is Chad versus the sidecar. Sidecar, let's play your uh, intro since we, we haven't played it yet this season, I don't think. It's my favorite. What up? It's your boy, Wigs Nation! Rise up! It's a snowy October night, if you get my drift. <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Another life prediction. Hillary Clinton will win the presidency. Hashtag big is with her. Knight is going to choke in the playoffs. Fuck you, Knight. The Rats will win their third championship this year. Little little uh, life prediction here. <laughs> Allie Nylinger will bang at least two more new members <laughs> of the BP Fantasy League within the next 12 counties. <laughs> That's Wiggs. That's Wiggs. That's Wiggs. That is Wiggs. That's real good, Joe. I love... I love hearing that. I think that one's my favorite. Yeah, I like that one a lot. <laughs> Fight song gets me a little fired up. All right, let's discuss this matchup. Chad, what's your thoughts? Fuck the sidecar. I mean, come on. Look at this. They've been living off TDs. They got Gus Bus. You know, he's been hot with TDs. Uh, Mixon even been hot with TDs. Mostert has like 20 TDs on the year. I mean, that's all good and great, but that's going to stop this week. You got Gus Bus is going to be getting stuffed by San Fran D. Pit, uh, Mix is going to be at Pittsburgh. They they haven't been great, but they can turn it around at any point. Uh, Mostert against Dallas, they got, they got beat up a bit in Buffalo last week, but I see them getting right, and, and Mostert's going to fucking get hurt at some point too it's a miracle he stayed healthy this long uh i think our backs are probably pretty even i don't love my matchups but difference here is going to be fields is going to go for a ceiling week this week and kelsey's going to bust out here for for a 100 yard game and a touchdown and i think that's going to be the difference 133 to 101 chadillacs move on geez that's nice yeah uh i just looked you guys have each have three guys going on Monday, so probably come down to Monday. Nice little uh, Christmas Day clinching going on. Wigs, go ahead. We got I mean, what am I supposed to say after you spouted all that shit? Put the blunt <laughs> down for a second, stoner. Uh, <laughs> I mean... I can run through the matchups and give you this in-depth analysis, but this isn't about that. This is about sidecar 
in Destiny, okay? And what's going to happen is we're going to put up 140 this week. Chad is going to show that he's a fraud, and he's going to put up maybe like 110, 115. We're going to 12-0, and 0, and we're going to our fourth championship matchup. We could have Music's roster. We could have Big Dog's roster, and that's what would happen. It's Destiny. Manifest <laughs> Destiny. We are you going had, to the championship roster. I know, 128 last week. Jake, I mean, Jake's been hot. And, you know, if we if we start Addison instead of being stoners and not and uh, put in Sky Moore, who put up a goose egg instead, uh, we're sitting around like 126 on the points. So, I mean, I, I just I feel good. I feel confident. And that's all the analysis you need from me. <laughs> that was good. Uh, Yahoo has this Chad projected to get 110, uh, sidecar projected to get 94. So Yahoo has a significant, uh, difference here. Um, I think I'm going to go Chad. I, th- I just think it's a more quality roster. I know I'm going against destiny. It really does feel like the gods are telling me don't do it, but math is telling me to go with Chad. Uh, well, I didn't get good grades in math, so. <laughs> yeah, Devontae, if, if the Devontae and Kelsey like to talk about on Monday. Sorry. No problem. If the championship round ends up being me and Jay, it would be the 10th year anniversary of our 2013 face-off for the title. Makes sense. I'm going you, Chad. That sounds a little presumptive to me, though, Chad. But uh, I'm just, just I, I'll uh, also take Chad. No 07 hate to spew or anything from me, but I think Chad wins. And we all know who Jay's picking, and then I'll have that graphic ready for when I get the W. I hope you cash on that parlay, too. That's going to be so sick. I would, I would probably take that over a fourth ring at this point. <laughs> be pretty hyped. That's like right at my at, right at my cut cutoff moment. Ten thousand dollars for a championship, mm. that's a lot of money. It's a good, yeah. It's a nice chunk of change. I would I would take it for sure. I wonder what the the dollar amount is. I probably take the ten thousand, but it's 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 up there. It's up there to get my first ring. I'm talking to a bunch of champions here. Some of us haven't won a championship. Mine's well below ten k. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you that now. <laughs> Definitely below 10K for sure. Uh, I'm taking uh, a shit way before. I don't need that money. I still got the money that you that I won three or four years ago sitting in my Venmo. I spent a dollar of it. Just accumulating no interest there? Yeah. In the Venmo just paying, paying, <laughs> paying $95 side bets or whatever. Just, That's all just, just that pride money just sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> I just noticed Byron faced Jay when he won the championship back in, what was that, 2019? So we have a rematch of the championship in 2019 okay. for Byron and Jay's matchup. I would be curious to see what my numbers are historically against Chad, regular or, well, I don't know. I don't think we've ever matched up in the postseason, Chad. Not that well, I you've only been in the play. This is only the what third time you've been in the playoffs, so probably not. Jesus Christ, my name's on that trophy <laughs> more than anyone else. 
<laughs> or no, it'd be the fourth time, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's respectable. I just really want the the team name Come Fiesta to be on that trophy. Because someday, a couple decades down the road, when we're all long gone and maybe our kids keep this league running or they stumble across the championship trophy in someone's attic and they see Drummy and Kay's Muff, Brenna's Big Naturals, Come Fiesta <laughs> as the winning team names on that trophy. That's just uh, those are the things I think about. It's the legacy I want to leave. It's your destiny. Come Fiesta, great uh, video series from back yeah. in the day. Oh yeah, yep. Was, uh, I think if you if you hop on the hub, you can still find a couple of them on there. So <laughs> I think they were part of the whole family. I think uh, Milf Hunter was in there with Come Fiesta. I think they were all grouped together under the same uh, umbrella. Yep. They're the same parent company as what you're saying. <laughs> sort, of a, sort of a porn historian I am. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Uh, any last thoughts before we sign off? Byron's got to get this kid to bed, so I think he's done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry, one more tidbit. I, uh, another good name. That I don't think made it on the trophy was Brenna Ben's over. I thought that was pretty funny. I forgot about that one when when I was doing that uh, research for back through all the playoffs. That was Randy in like 2015. Brenna Ben's over. What's Randy's team name now? Davis 30. Wow, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, Wickens has come through with some great ones. I remember you were I eat ass. <laughs> Maybe we'll see Rick versus the plunger on it next year with, with Chafe's massive stack. They'll find a way to fuck that up. Hey, some positive Chafe talk on this pod. Nice. All right. All right. Well, uh, next week, maybe see some of you guys back. Um, I catch you it, next right? week, same time, same place, boys. <laughs> All right. Joe, play that motherfucking outro.
peaceful and serene. 